Hello and welcome to Mother Mother, a podcast from the mom friends you need right now, because this shit is hard. I'm your host, Emily Ferris, a writer and married mom of two in Kansas City, Missouri. While Mother Mother is technically a parenting podcast, this isn't a podcast about kids. It's a podcast all about the experience of being a mother. You can learn more about the podcast and my guests at mothermotherpodcast.com and join the conversation anytime in the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group where the password is tired. I'm doing things a little differently this week. The AMA a few weeks ago was so fun, I figured I'd come back with a second solo episode. Also, we had to put our very old dog down last week, which was very sad. And my last two episodes have been kind of heavy, so I thought I'd lighten it up with another voicemail show this week. And that's like half of the truth. The rest of it is that I'm fucking tired. And these solo episodes are actually a lot easier for me to produce and edit. And it's honestly hard to stay on top of booking and then interviewing guests while I'm working a full-time job and writing a book and maybe also doing a little side project related to the book. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, my husband is also out of town for his new job which is great. It's great he has a new job, but it means I'm not even recording in my shed right now. I'm in my living room in this little booth that I built with some nugget cushions, Uh, but you may still hear my now depressed younger dog in the background or just general old house noises. Also, hopefully my Uber Eats dinner shows up soon and you might hear my stomach growling (laughs) before it does. And yes, I know Uber Eats is evil, and Postmates and all of that. But my husband's out of town, so I'm basically in baby jail and I haven't eaten all day and it was either record this podcast or make myself dinner. And I would way rather be recording this podcast. Now, before we get into this week's theme, which is a fun one, I want to thank all of you because I hit a big milestone over the weekend, which was 10,000 downloads. And that's kind of a big deal in the podcasting world. I mean, it's not like a, I'm making a bunch of money yet big deal or any money at all. I'm not yet uh, like 10,000 downloads per episode is the real goal, but it's a pretty big deal for a podcast. I barely have time to promote other than like begging you all to share it with your friends at the end of every episode and to reach that after only 14 episodes is pretty fucking cool. So thank you to my listeners. You all are amazing. Now, there are still a handful of episodes this season, and I am so excited about them, especially next week's, because I got to interview one of my favorite writers for it, and we talked forever, and we're like totally BFFs now. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I mean, I hope we are. You might think we are after listening to the conversation, and I hope we are, uh, but I'm working on cutting it down because, as I've said, I don't think I can get away with like the Busy Phillips style two or three hour podcast just yet. For now, I'm trying to keep them close to an hour. Anyway, without further ado... This week's topic is one of my kind of favorite mom topics. I, I wrote about it a while ago. All the shit we said we'd never do as parents and totally ended up doing once we had kids. This was a funny, maybe not funny, haha, but funny topic before a pandemic. But now I'm like, why the hell won't my 23 month old sit and watch TV? because I won't use the TV as a babysitter, was one of the nevers I wrote about in this article I mentioned. I wrote it for What's Up Moms back in 2018. And it's kind of weird to think of parenting in the before time. Like things were, they felt hard. And now looking back, it's like they were hard, but it was, it was not like this hard. But even then, I was very ready to admit that sometimes TV can be a fairly decent babysitter. And back then I wrote that it was dangerous to say I'll never use the TV as a babysitter because once I had a kid, I realized that there were times that the TV would be a better caretaker for my child than I could, at least for, you know, 
30 minutes to an hour at a time. For example, like when your human babysitter calls in sick and you have a conference call, or when your kid is sick and you have to do four loads of laundry and disinfect a mattress, or when you are sick, oh my God, I don't even think I wrote about this, but like when you're hungover, like hungover parenting, especially with small kids is, is the worst. Like I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I think I drink a lot less now because I have kids, which is another reason that whole like wine mom thing really annoys me because having small kids with a hangover, hangovers and small kids just, they, they don't work. They do not work. I've been there. I've done that. It is not fun. Um, other times when your kid doesn't nap at daycare and has turned into a tiny toddler monster and you have to cook dinner before he turns into the actual Hulk or when you haven't showered in three days and you're pretty sure you can smell your own feet even when you're standing up and you've put off shaving your legs and washing your hair for so long that you're starting to feel itchy all over. And that was all before the pandemic. Those were things that I said before the pandemic and now we're in a pandemic. And if there is anyone who's made it through this pandemic without sticking your kid in front of a TV, I kind of want to hear about it. And I even want to hear about it, or I especially want to hear about it if it's because you have a full-time nanny or a parent living with you. If you haven't done it, I want to hear how. Okay, so since this is another voicemail show, let's get to a voicemail. I ask members of the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group to leave me voicemails telling me things they said they'd never do and also ended up doing once they became parents. And I didn't even listen to these ahead of time. That's how crazy things have been this week. So I honestly have no idea what we're about to get into here, but let's get into it. Hi, Emily. This is Kate from just outside Albany, New York. The thing that I always said that I would never do is wear mom jeans. And technically, I've still never worn mom jeans. I think they look hideous on me. But what's funny is that they are now in style. So I've still never worn them. I don't own any. I'm, you know, sticking with my skinny leg jeans which I'm comfortable in, I already own. And in doing so, I wonder if I've created a situation where by declaring I will never wear mom jeans, am I actually wearing mom jeans in the form of skinny leg jeans? Because is that the new mom jean? Please help me, I don't know. Oh God, Kate, I have been kind of anti-skinny jeans for a while. I do. I like a trend, though I have no idea what's cool now. I kind of got off the skinny jeans and into the mom jeans a long time ago. I've actually been wearing mom jeans for a really long time, like a really long time. They've gotten bigger in the legs, which I've appreciated as a person with big legs. Um, But you make a good point that, yeah, if you're uh, refusing to let go of your skinny jeans, They're totally the new mom jeans. That said, I am old and uncool. Apparently low rise jeans are coming back or are back. And I will never see I shouldn't say never but I I I can't imagine a scenario in which I would ever want any pant any underwear anything with a waistband to fall below my belly button ever, ever, ever again. So, um, you know, things come back around. All of that said, the beauty of getting older, I am 
a few months shy of 40, is like, I don't really give a fuck so much anymore. I've always liked a high-waisted jean with a little room in the leg. And uh, if it goes back out of style, when it goes back out of style, I just don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear what makes me feel good and um, what I think looks good. Even if I, uh, you know, even if it's mom jeans again, I don't give a fuck. Okay, so Kate's voicemail was actually a two-parter and I haven't even listened to the second part yet, so I'm about to. Something along the lines of more what you were probably looking for is uh, that I was once at a dinner pre-kids, before I had kids, and we were at the, uh, you know, another friend's house who has a family, and we had a lovely, you know, afternoon with the parents and the kids, had a lovely dinner, Um, the parents, you know, put the kids to bed, we were at their house, and then afterwards we were getting some adult time, and during that hangout, Uh, The mom at one point pulled out her phone and started showing us some recent cute videos and pictures of the kids. And at the time, I just thought, wow, this is insane. I can't believe after being with her kids all day, she's now like showing us videos and photos of them. And I haven't done that exactly, but I am certainly guilty of on my own pulling out my phone. Okay, it sounds like Kate got cut off because I think on the voicemail feature on the website, uh, which is at mothermotherpodcast.com, you can always leave me a voicemail. I think there is a two-minute limit. But Kate, I totally do this. Um, I mean, my kids are really cute, so people definitely want to see pictures and videos of them. (laughs) I kid. Um, I also was like you. I didn't have a lot of interest in other people's kids. And if I'm being completely honest, I still am not like I love I love a I love a baby, but I can't say that I'm like super interested in other people's toddlers and what they're up to. And after toddlerhood, like whatever, I'll like it on Facebook. And that sounds kind of shitty, but I just um, I definitely thought I was not going to be one of those people. I absolutely am one of those people, and I probably think that my kids are a lot cuter than other people think they are. Um, so yeah, I, I feel you on that. I think we are all guilty of that. Um, if there are any future parents listening right now, try not to judge those of us who, uh, who have kids now so harshly because we were once just like you. I would be curious to hear from listeners. Have you avoided becoming this person who tells a person at a party, like, I just have to show you this one thing my kid did. It was so cute. Cause you think it was like the cutest, most hilarious thing in the world. Have you avoided this trap of parenthood? I want to hear about it. You can leave a voicemail under two minutes at mothermotherpodcast.com or uh, come chat about it in the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group. How's the weather? How's my father? Am I lonely? Heavens no. Okay, next we have a voicemail from Amy. And again, I have not listen to this yet. So you're really getting just like a, this is like a, an episode where I'm interviewing someone where we're having a conversation. It's just uh, me having a conversation with some voicemails. I tried not to say I wouldn't do certain things before I became a mom, because I knew that being a parent is hard shit. But I did 
pride myself on the idea of not letting my kid dictate what dinner foods he would eat. And I really didn't think I would make separate meal or separate foods just for him while we ate our adult food. I really was just going to let him go hungry or eat what we, what we ate. But I don't know. I'm also giving in to things a lot more than I thought I would. So, like TV. But, you know, it's not just... Well, it is kind of the pandemic. When they're home for 10 days from daycare while you have to work, what are you supposed to do? You know? Use the free babysitter. Pepper the pig. Well, Amy, clearly I feel you on the TV because I talked about that earlier. We do what we have to do. Parenting is survival right now. As for the food, I would say that I was exactly the same. I am a food writer, was a food writer, and I definitely thought like my kids would just eat what I was eating and they weren't going to get macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese and chicken nuggets and fish sticks. And I guess I did that for a while with my first kid until he started being able to voice his opinion. And I definitely, I wrote about like how I got my kid to eat spices. And I started putting spices in his food like the first week he was eating solids. And yeah, he he ate some stuff for a while, but eventually he hit his mac and cheese phase. And um, yeah, we're like short order cooks around here sometimes. It's like we will have adult dinner and then there's kid dinner. And honestly, we've kind of gotten around it by just like feeding the kids their dinner at five o'clock and then having adult dinner later, which is nice. And I recently listened to an episode of a podcast called, um, the podcast is called Burnt Toast. And um, I was listening because my guest, Sarah Peterson from episode four was being interviewed. And then the next episode that just started playing Um, was about like intuitive eating with kids. And there was an expert and I can't remember her name, but I will link this podcast episode in the show notes, um, just talking about how to kind of instill intuitive eating in kids. And I am not an intuitive eater. I did not grow up learning intuitive eating. And this podcast, this episode of this podcast made me feel so much better about what my husband and I are doing with our kids and food. And um, it it made me feel less bad about the, the mac and cheese and the uh the my kids had corn dogs for dinner tonight we were in a hurry today was busy and then my toddler might have poked himself in the face with a corn dog stick this also reminds me that my friend alex van buren wrote an article she's a food writer uh for the new york times like apologizing to parents because she also thought like oh you should make your own baby food and do all this stuff and then she was like in the thick of it and was like oh shit it's not as easy as as i thought it was before I was in the thick of it. So Amy, I feel you. Amy, you also mentioned you're giving into things a lot more than you thought you would. And I have found myself doing that too. And I didn't think I was going to be that parent, uh, partially because like I've worked with kids and I nannied and I worked at a summer camp. And I thought like I, I, I was beyond that, right? Then everything's coming back to the pandemic. I was like locked in my house with my two children and my husband, and my two dogs. Now there's just one, but two dogs. And I have like some some sensory issues with my ADHD 
that were mostly manageable before the pandemic because I was alone in my house like 60 hours a week. And then all of a sudden I was in my very old house with all of these people and creatures and there was just so much noise. And sometimes when my baby, now a toddler, like whines or cries for something, I just need the noise to stop. And I know it's bad parenting, but sometimes I just give in for my own self-preservation because in that moment, like I need the noise to stop so that I will be okay. I hope I'm not ruining him forever. I need a podcast episode about that next. Somebody do that one next. So this reminds me of another one of my, I'll never do that when I become a parent. And I definitely said, I'll never feed my toddler fast food. Like I thought when my kids are bigger, when they can ask for it, I would feed them fast food. And I was like, I'll never feed a toddler fast food. And I actually did a pretty good job with this with my first kid. Again, pre-pandemic first kid. I actually made all of Teddy's food when he was a baby. I can't make myself a fucking sandwich when I'm starving, but I like made all of his baby food. I, I hyper-focused on it and became obsessed with it for the first year. He never even had a pouch or a jar of baby food. <laughs> my Charlie, my second, who was born three weeks before lockdown. I think the first time I gave him McDonald's, God, I don't even, I don't even want to think about how young he was. Um, single digit months, over six months. But I think the first time I was like picking the fish out of a, like a McDonald's McFish. Is that what it's called? Fish filet, a McFish. I was definitely like picking the meat out of it and making little bits and feeding it to him. Oh, and definitely some fast food french fries. I mean, they were potatoes. They were soft. He could gum them. We were working on food. Also, sometimes you just need milk and you can't go into the grocery store in a pandemic with two children. So you go through the McDonald's drive-thru to get the fucking milk. That's not organic. I know. Okay, this last voicemail is from my friend Ia. Again, I haven't listened to it. I'm very excited to listen to it. Um, Ia is going to be a guest eventually. Maybe season two. Maybe we'll still get her into season one. But I want to hear what, what this is all about. Hello, Emily. This is Ia. And one thing that I said I would never, ever, ever do, and I didn't just say it once, I said it many times, as a parent, and I had always recommended all the families that I nannied for not to do it, was having your baby sleep in your bed, only because of the horror stories I'd heard. But when along came my first, not only did she sleep in my bed, she slept on me. Okay, honestly, the only reason... I didn't also do this is because of my anxiety. Like my anxiety wouldn't allow it. Though the first night we came home from the hospital with Teddy, I had been awake for like five days straight and I didn't mean to fall asleep with him in the bed next to me on my boob. And he did. And I slept for five hours and I am very glad nothing happened, obviously. Um, but I, I was too anxious to do that. That said, in the mornings when he would wake up, when I was on my leisurely three-month maternity leave with my first one, um, he would, in the mornings, like, Kyle would go to work and bring Teddy to me, and I would nurse him, and then we would both go back to sleep 
for a couple of hours and it was magic and it was super unsafe, but I feel like it was the best sleep either of us got until I did sleep training. I am a big proponent of sleep training, (laughs) though. Oh my God, that reminds me. So after Teddy was born, I was like, I will never let my baby cry. I can't believe anyone would ever let their baby cry and just not pick up their baby and go to their baby and let their baby cry. And then right around four months, it was like after the three-month sleep regression, I was feeling very stabby. Like like I wanted, every time Teddy woke up and cried, like I wanted to stab my husband. And I was like, this probably isn't good or healthy. And I was so tired that like, I very much could have fallen asleep at the wheel driving him in the car. And so, or or something worse, who knows what. And so I, I rationalized to myself that like 10 minutes of crying for a while was better than me stabbing my husband or getting into a car accident because I fell asleep at the wheel. And then I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And I know it's not for everyone, but um, it changed my life. It really did. Um, speaking of the wheel, oh my God. So this reminds me, this might be like my worst parenting human steward of the earth offense. But back when I was a a singleton, a singleton living in New York City, where it was very easy to live an entire life without owning a vehicle or driving a vehicle. I was like, I will never, ever drive an SUV. And this is back when I was like riding my bike everywhere and feeling very self-righteous about my mode of transportation. And um, I just thought SUVs were the worst. They were killing the earth. And I was like, I will never, ever, ever, ever. I feel like maybe I even told my sister, like, if I ever drive an SUV, just shoot me because it's, my life is over. I'm done. I, I won't. Whoever I've become by then shouldn't shouldn't go on, which gross. Ooh, that's horrible. But I kind of maintained that I wouldn't drive an SUV. And then when Teddy, my first, was 16 weeks old, we were at a stoplight and I had a coffee in my hand. I was taking a drink and we got rear-ended. And I think like there was a, a box truck moving next to us and whoever was behind us was probably texting and saw the truck move and just like hit his gas. And then he hit us. He slammed right fucking into us. And I got some whiplash and my car was totaled. My car was totaled. Teddy was okay because he was properly strapped into a properly installed car seat and he was okay. But I was driving a Nissan Versa at the time and it was a hatchback and this guy's like little like old ass sports car just totaled and smashed the back of my hatchback. And thinking how close Teddy was to the bumper really freaked me out. And um, yeah. I then started looking up crash test safety ratings. And it turns out that like RAV4s have five-star safety ratings for crashes. And so I made my way to the to the Toyota dealer and got myself a RAV4. We're now a two RAV4 family. And my mother-in-law liked our RAV4 so much, our RAV4s so much that she went and got one. And this is not RAV4 SponCon, but it could be Toyota. Call me. So now... <laughs> I, I have a two SUV family, but they're small. They're compact SUVs. And um, we use them to tote around stuff like the giant packs of paper towels I thought I would also never buy. The, the giant, you know, the Costco paper towels. Because there was back in the day when I was talking shit on SUVs, I also like wasn't using paper towels. And I don't know how 
I like cooked and kept a kitchen and did things without paper towels. I still try to use like microfiber and reusable cloths as much as possible. But with dogs and kids, and I also have a very messy husband, we go through a lot of paper towels. And I cart them home in my SUV. Okay, one more and then I'm going to stop because it's a little awkward to just be uh, talking to myself here without a guest. (laughs) And I'm out of voicemails. Thank you to those of you who sent voicemails, by the way. Those were great. I said I would never bribe my kid with candy. Clearly, I'm like trying to make up for some food issues I have. I think I have all the food issues. And I was like, I'll never bribe my kid with candy. And my sister and I at one point got in this huge fight about it and kicked her out of my house. It was when I was pregnant. And I think she was pregnant. And we were hormonal. And it was summer. And it was hot. And I was like, I'll never, ever bribe my kid with candy. And then like fast forward to me potty training Teddy. And he had been doing really well. He potty trained pretty young. And then he had a regression And I was like, oh, every time you go pee on the potty, I'll give you an M&M. And you know what? That shit worked. So never say never. Or say never and then come and tell me about it later when you actually do it. Okay, this was super fun and a nice little baby episode before next week's longer one, which I'm so excited about, but I do need to go soon because my legs are falling asleep in this coffee table little sound booth I've built. Oh, one little bit of news before I sign off. Do you remember Kelly Glass? She was my guest from episode eight, which was called Centering Black Families with Kelly Glass, and she was launching a new black parenting vertical at parents.com. And when we recorded, we weren't allowed to say the name of the vertical, but it officially launched this month and it's called Kindred. And um, if you want to follow it, you can follow at Kindred by Parents on Instagram. And you can also just go to parents.com slash Kindred. And I will also drop a link in the show notes. And that reminds me, I never tell you my own social media handles. I am at that Emily Ferris all over the internet. Uh, So come and find me. I post maybe slightly more often to my personal account than I do to the uh, Mother Mother podcast social media, which I've all but abandoned by this point, except the Facebook group. So if you want to continue this conversation, which I hope you do, because it's really fun to compare notes on this never say never stuff, come over to the Mother Mother podcast Facebook group, where the password is tired. And you can always find more information about the show and my guests or any links that I promise at mothermotherpodcast.com, where you can also leave me a voicemail. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Mother Mother. If you're loving the show, please, please, please tell your mom friends either on social media or in real life. And please also rate and review Mother Mother on Apple Podcasts. And I know I said it before, but Spotify is slowly rolling out this this rating thing. I'm allowed to do it. You might be. Maybe not yet. Maybe soon. But the more people listen, the more time I can spend creating great episodes for you because the podcast will someday hopefully become sustainable, self-sustaining. Okay, I'll be back next week with a new episode and an actual guest. Okay, I'm just going to spill the beans because I'm so excited. It's Heather Haverleski. My guest next week is Heather Haverleski. So if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button so you get notified right when it goes live. Our theme song, Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, is performed by the amazing Jocelyn McKenzie with Harry Bowles. Bye. I
miss you. I love you.